Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are across the Super Talk Radio Network this afternoon, wherever you're listening in Mississippi or online. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon, and we're excited uh, to bring you another edition of the program. We're very excited about our guest today, new head football coach Will Hall, joining us here in just a moment or two. First, I want to remind you about our good sponsors and good friends at Dickie's Barbecue here in Hattiesburg, and we want you to know how much uh, they appreciate Southern Miss and how much they support the athletic program. They serve great food seven days a week. They'll cater any of it. They could cater a tailgate party for you uh, for the opening of football season, which is now just so close that we can almost taste it. So thanks to Dickie's Barbecue. Delighted to have our new head football coach on the program today, Coach Will Hall. Coach, uh, thanks so much for your time. Oh, man, guys, excited to be on here and uh, excited about football season starting. Coach, I know you've been making a whirlwind tour uh, all over Mississippi, the south, I think out into Houston, Texas. You, you've talked to a lot of Southern Miss alumni and uh, and fans in recent weeks. I'm, I'm curious to get your take on the vibe you get from Southern Miss fans, the expectations, and uh, and uh, you know your comments about their reactions to you and your plans for the football program. Yeah, you know, Bob, it's just been really good. It's been really good to get out and see everybody. Uh, I understand how important that is at Southern Miss. I tell people all the time, we're just big enough to where if everybody bands together and we're all believing and pulling together, we've got all the resources we need to get this thing back to being the best group of five program in America, but we're also just small enough to where if we're fractured and frayed, then it can be limited. It can be hard, you know, to have the resources. So uh, I recognize that. I understand that from the levels that I've been at. And so, uh, you know, we've been rolling everywhere trying to sell belief, but also just to remind people of how much we do have to be proud of. Cause I feel like coming into this job, there's a lot of people that were a little bit negative and, uh, you know, have fallen on hard times. And we're talking about all the problems and all the things that we might not have instead of focusing on all the great things that we do have and focusing on finding solutions and how we're going to get it back there. And uh, we've been selling that and selling our culture and what we're doing with these kids and our vision and detailed plan to get us back to being the best group of five program in America. And I think we've rallied a lot of people together. There's always going to be negative people, but I think this this fan base has really, really united in a in a in a really inspiring way over the past several months. Coach, we talked to your defensive coordinator yesterday. I want to ask you about the offense. Your team last year at Tulane, you guys averaged almost 400 yards a game. You scored 30 or more points in eight of your nine last regular season games. So phenomenal numbers. 
Well, I've always heard that the, the best coaches adapt their program to their talent as opposed to impl- implementing their system in their program, irregardless of the talent. And we certainly think you're you're one of the finest coaches around. So, uh, well, how, how different or similar do you anticipate your Southern Miss offense being in the way you approach the game uh, compared to your Green Wave offense? Well, you know, when we got to Tulane, we inherited a program that had run, been running the option. So we had a lot of backs. We had some running quarterbacks. We didn't have very many receivers. We were very limited in the tight end department. Coming here, we've got a ton of receivers, a ton of tight ends, and, uh, and our offense has been kind of a spread uh, going back to, you know, Buster and before that, Shannon Dawson recruited for the air raid, you know. So we will be different. Uh, we've been that way at several different places. One thing I'll say is, you know, Bob, there's some principles that have stood the test of time to put a ring on your finger, and that is finding a way to establish the run and creating explosive pass plays. And so we've got to be able to do that. Now, are we going to look different than what we did at Tulane? Certainly. You know, but our West Georgia teams look different than our West Alabama teams as well. But we've always been able to establish the run and be extremely efficient in the passing game uh, through explosive plays, and, and uh, we're, we're going to be able to get that done again, I believe. All right, Luke, get in here. Coach Hall, um, with preseason practice starting uh, later this week, kind of give Golden Eagle fans out there as your first preseason uh, as a Southern Miss head football coach, what's your philosophy, what you hope to get accomplished between now and September 4th? Well, you know, it's so different now, Luke, than it used to be because we have these kids all summer. You know, uh, you know, our freshmen got here on May the 27th, so they've been with us two months. I mean, our kids know how know the language we speak. They know our systems. They've been in the in the weight room. Our culture's in place. You know, we don't have to get out there day one and introduce stretch lines anymore and, you know, all those good things. So uh, we really just get to put a helmet on for the first two days. Then day three we get to put pads on, and it's kind of more of the same. Uh, so we just got to continue to uh, battle at some at some spots. We got to continue to to, to develop depth. Uh, we've got some serious competition in a lot of spots. We will compete every day, everywhere. But we got some great competition in a lot of spots. We got to continue to build depth and to continue to implement our schemes. We've got to hone in on some situational football because that's some things you don't really get to do in the summer, whether that be red zone, third down, two minute drill. All those things. We want to be a well-coached operation and not beat ourselves. And uh, you know, and then uh, we'll do that for about two weeks, and then about two weeks before game one, we'll start honing in on South Alabama. You talked about competition. When I played under Coach Bauer, you know, there there was no such thing as as a transfer portal, and and basically guys just used competition to get better if they didn't. Uh, start on the field, they knew they had a role elsewhere and when they called upon. How do you, how do you coach through that where, you know, some guys, uh, you know, if they, they don't want to start a job, they're looking to go elsewhere. How do you build the necessity and the importance of competition and, and everybody to find their role in the squad? Well, it's just something we talk about every day, you know, and it's not just coach speak or a cliche here. It's one of our core values. It's core value number four is always compete. We address it early on with our young men, you know, that you may, man, I hate that you grew up in a world where competition is such a negative word, you know, and uh, I hate that you played little league baseball tournaments growing up and you finished fourth and you still got a ring. You know, I, I'm sorry that, that that's the world you grew up in, but that's not real life. 
You know, you've got to learn to compete in everything you do. You've got to learn to embrace competition. You've got to understand that competition is a positive word that helps you, pushes you to be a better version of yourself. So, Luke, we compete all the time, so it's not a foreign deal here. We compete in the weight room. We compete in academics. We compete in off-season conditioning drills. So when we get out there on the field and start competing, it's just what we do here. And, uh, you know, we tell our young men all the time, hey, man, you know what I'm doing today? You know what Coach Hall's doing today? He's recruiting, baby. Uh, We're trying to recruit another baller to put in the room with you to push you to be a better version of yourself. All right? And if you can't handle that, he's going to beat you out. And uh, Because when you go out and interview for a job later on in life, if you show up and you're not ready to compete that day, you're not going to get that job, and you're not going to get paid, and it ain't going to be all right. And that's just the way it is. And uh, so we believe in that. We believe establishing that with these young men. And that's not to say we don't love them. And we love on them every day. But, man, you've got to embrace competition if you're going to be successful. There's this fallacy out there, you know, with social media and everything, that there's so many avenues to success in life. When the fact of the matter is, there's really not. You know, I mean, success is hard. Success takes perseverance. Success takes making consistent good decisions over an extended period of time. And it usually doesn't come as quick as you want it to come. And uh, we're trying to build that every day with these young men. Coach, uh, about a minute left before we hit a break. We appreciate you being willing to, to stay over. Uh, and this may carry us into the break. We can finish it on the other side. I mean, I, I think what's exciting to Southern Miss fans is your focus on our home state of Mississippi and your belief in your staff to not only get the best in Mississippi but to bring them in as you have. Yeah, you know, the focus really, Luke, has been on back to our footprint, which is not just Mississippi but also lower Alabama, the Panhandle of Florida, and southeast Louisiana. That, along with Mississippi, we want to be home. We want that, – that blueprint's worked forever here. We want to get back to that blueprint. That's not to say we'll never go out of that by need. Uh, now, we have gotten more Mississippi kids signed and committed, but that's just kind of happened by chance. We're recruiting that the other areas in that footprint just as hard. It's just so – you know, the, the, the Mississippi kids have jumped on board a little bit quicker. And uh, – but – all those places we want to be home to us, and we, we're recruiting them like madmen every day. All right, we're talking to head football coach uh, Will Hall. Glad to have him on the Eagle Hour. Coach Hall has agreed to stay through the break. We've got some more questions for him on the other side, and uh, we're going to look forward to that. Hang on, Coach Will Hall. More from him on the Eagle Hour right after this short break. To the Eagle Hour. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're with us. We're broadcasting from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel across the state on the Super Talk Network and, of course, online on many platforms. 
uh, that you can enjoy the show either while we're doing it or afterwards. So we hope however you choose to tune us in, you do so each and every day. We're talking to head football coach uh, Will Hall. Coach, I know that you've been obviously focused on your team, but I'm curious to know how much time you've had to evaluate Conference USA as a football league, the teams that are coming up on your schedule, and what you expect in the way of conference competition this year. Yeah, you know, Bob, we've uh, we, we, we've seen a lot of them on tape. Uh, I have, especially the last few years uh, at, at Tulane. Of course, we, we were getting ready for Southern Miss two different times. So we watched a lot of Conference USA tape. And then, uh, it, you know, a lot of crossover games, we were able to see it. And then Conference USA and, and the American Conference, which is what I've been in the last three years, I was in the Sun Belt the year before that, we kind of all recruit the same pool of players. So very familiar specifically with the Western side of this conference and the players and the coaches. And the Western side of this conference is really good right now. You know, UAB and Coach Clark have done a phenomenal job. Skip Holtz at La Tech and now Jeff Trailer at UTSA are all doing really well. And Rice is coming on and North Texas has been good. So the Western division is really good. Uh, I keep going back to 2019. We beat UAB at home really handily. We're going down the stretch seven and three, leading the West. With should have won the West, so it wasn't very long ago, you know, Luke. We were sitting here with a chance to win this league, and the wheels kind of fell off. Well, you know, I, I think we've got good enough talent to compete in every game. I really do. I think it's going to be one of those knockdown, drag out, every ounce of red blood in your body and sweat and <laughs> tears, and everybody pulling together and turnover battle and kicking game and all those things. You know, in every game, I think every game just going to be a gut-wrenching affair that we've got to bow up and be ready to handle. And it's going to be one of those years as we build this program back to where we want it to be. Coach, you've got a really unusual relationship uh, with one of your coaches who I've had the opportunity to meet and and talk to a good bit. You won uh, the Harlan Hill Trophy in 2013 as the top quarterback in Division Two, and you had a you had a center by the name of Lance Ancar who went on to win the Remington Trophy, which was for the best offensive lineman, the best lineman in Division Two. Coach Ancar is now your strength coach. He was your center when you were a quarterback at North Alabama. Can you talk about that relationship a little bit? Yeah, you know he's a guy that me and him just kind of hit it off right off the bat. I'm an old country boy from northeast Mississippi, and he's from the West Bank of New Orleans, and uh, but we were kind of unified right off the bat just from a chip on our shoulder. You know, I was a 5'9 quarterback that was told he was too short to play quarterback his whole life, and he was a 5'11", six-foot center that was told he wasn't big enough to be an old lineman his whole life, and we just, two of those people that wouldn't be denied and wanted to prove people wrong, and uh, it never gets too tough for me and Ancar, you know, and uh, he also believes that it's just as important to love on kids as it is to be hard on them. It's so important to have a clear, uh, decisive set of expectations for them that they know and understand what is expected of them every day in every way. That way, if they're not meeting that, it's clear cut and it's easy to get on to them and it's easy to push them because they understand where they're falling short. He also understands that when a kid is meeting the expectations, how important it is to, to hug him and pat him on the butt and reward him in front of everybody. And uh, so, you know, he and I and, and Mitch Williams, our team chaplain, have been building this culture together of 
of working extremely hard and being very, 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 very driven uh, to, to the goals that we want to achieve, but also understanding that college football is supposed to be fun. You know, who, who made the rule that, that working hard has got to be miserable? You know, if you love what you're doing, you believe in what you're doing, and you're moving towards your goals and dreams, that ought to be a fun experience. And, uh, man, I love the guy. Uh, he would he would take a bullet from me. He really would. And uh, and I would him, and, and we're just uh, – we, I love the impact he's had on our young men. Yeah, he told me coming here was a no-brainer. The minute you called him, uh, he was on his way. Thanks a lot of you, Coach. And uh, – I think I think that's a great story. The relationship uh, between both of you. All right, Luke, back in the show, back in the conversation, Coach. Uh, you've said that a lot about building a culture with AIE and other stuff. What is the the not not referring to like a previous administration or coaching staff or whatever? What's the hardest part about going somewhere and laying your own foundation? Yeah, you know, uh, inheriting players that you didn't recruit, so uh, you've lost a lot of time. You know, trust is built through time. And it's time is the one resource the good Lord gives us that we, you know, we don't have enough of, and and and, uh, you, and you can't get any of it back. You can't make up for any of it that you lose. So we inherited a group of young men that didn't know us, and had to come in and kind of say, particularly with the older young men, you know, the seniors, your Arvin Fletchers, your Kalik Washingtons, those guys, is, you know, hey man, you don't have time to figure out if you can trust us or not. You're gonna. Ha- we're gonna have to dive in this thing together, but because we don't have a lot of time, we we, we can't let each other down. You know what I mean? Like we've got to embrace each other, yeah. and we've got to we've got to jump into this thing all the way in and not let each other down. Because if we do let each other down, we ain't got time to make up for it and try to rebuild that trust. And so that's the hardest thing going in. Fortunately for me and and my wife Rebecca, it's the third time we've done this. You know, that's what I tell people when we go around the, doing these talks is, you know, Dr. Bennett and Jeremy McClain, they didn't hire somebody that's practicing to be a head coach. You know, this is our third time to take over a program and to get it back going. So uh, we have a vision and we got a detailed plan to get there. And uh, it's, it's going great, man. These kids here want to work. Kids from this area love football. They chose Southern Miss for a reason. And, uh, man, it's, it's been a good fit. We mentioned this uh, off air. We were talking about it. And one part of the, about that culture and, and that vision is you, an offensive minded coach, you are greatly emphasizing defense. You put on your, your Twitter page a couple weeks ago, or about a week or so ago, some renovations in the Duff Center. And there's a ginormous uh, poster or, or fixed to the wall that, that says Nasty Bunch. And, you know, we've seen over the years offensive minded coaches just try their approaches. They're going to outscore. Uh, you know, the opposing team. Not so with, with Will Hall. You are making part of this vision and culture, bringing back the nasty bunch. Oh, there's no doubt about it, man. Look, I'm about winning, okay? And there's been a tried and true method to putting rings on your fingers and winning championships from the NFL all the way down to high school forever and ever. And that is playing defense, finding a way to establish the run, and creating explosive pass plays. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past year. Look at the Patriots through the years. You know, there's a lot of teams across this country that throw it 80 times a game, and but they and they can get to seven and five or eight and four, but they never win a championship. We want to be a program here that can win games 56 to 52 if that needs be, or 17 to 10 if that needs be. We want to be a complimentary football program 
that assesses each week as a whole season in itself and figure out how do we match up and how can we win that week. And that's why we play offense the way we do. We're multiple tight end base. We're going to be hardcore. We're going to play action. Uh, so our defense gets to defend everything and gets to be good and physical. Man, football is a physical game. You know, I didn't make it that way, but it ain't changing anytime soon. And uh, we've got to, you know, establish the run, be very efficient at quarterback, and play great, great defense. And uh, we got to get the nasty bunch back. Austin knows that. I know that. That's a point of emphasis in our program. Our offensive players know that because they want to win. And, uh, you know, we're, we're moving towards that every day. Coach Hall, we're fortunate on this show. We've got a huge Southern Miss uh, listening audience around the state and online, and uh, we've got about 90 seconds left. I'd like for you to take the moment, if you can, and just deliver whatever message you'd like to deliver to the Southern Miss fans around the country that tune into this show every day. Yeah, so, you know, Bob, I'm going to say the same thing that I've been saying a lot. You know, guys, we need you. Uh, we're a university and an athletic department that needs everybody. That's what makes Southern Miss special. That's why you people listen and love Southern Miss. Southern Miss is special. It's special because everybody matters. There's a lot of big, humongous places across this country where everybody doesn't matter. You know, they can lose a few donors. They can lose a few butts in the seats, and it doesn't matter. There's plenty of people left over to take their place. We're not that way at Southern Miss. You've got a coach right now and a staff and a bunch of young men that are waking up every day on a mission. We're recruiting like madmen. We're developing these young men to the best of our ability. We're building this program every day. I need you back, man. We need you back in the rock. We need you back supporting. Just six times. There's 52 weeks in a year. All I'm asking for is six, okay? Just six times, no excuses, be here. And let's build this thing back together. Thank you, Coach. Very much, Coach. Thanks, Coach. I'm I'm ready to uh, to run through a wall. I don't know if he broke out in hives when he put on black and gold, but Coach Bobby Hall looks good in, in Southern Miss gear too. You tell him that, Coach. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe he does. He's all in, man. I appreciate it, Luke. Appreciate it, Bob. Hey, to the top. It's fixed to be a fun ride building this program back. All right, Coach Will Hall, everybody, new head football coach at Southern Miss. If he doesn't get you excited, you need to go get something and check your pulse. <laughs> Glad to have Coach Hall on the show. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Wednesday. If you heard, I don't know, the crashing of glass and sheetrock and walls uh, during the commercial break, it was uh, me, Luke Johnson, running through the wall here at the First Bank Studio in downtown Laurel Bomb in Hattiesburg. But did you pull a hamstring again, Luke? 
I did not um, because my because I'm in better shape now. The the forty actually probably improved. The the hamstrings can take a little uh-huh. more. But Bob at the first bank studio in in Hattiesburg. Will Hall on the Eagle Hour. The first two segments today. If you missed it, I'm telling you, go back and listen. Um, especially what when Bob gave him an opportunity in the last ninety seconds of uh, that second segment to basically speak to you as Southern Miss uh, Golden Eagle fans. Uh, you know about the buy-in, and man, he laid it out there, and and uh, I had I had uh, visions of Coach Bauer getting us crunk before we ran out in the rock when when I played. So uh, I really appreciate Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall uh, joining us. And of course, if you missed it, you can go back supertalk.fm, supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com, Google Play, uh, the iTunes App Store, uh, podcast. Spotify and Stitcher, and uh, it'll be up later this afternoon. So really appreciate Coach Hall coming on. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It was country fried steak and chicken fried chicken today. It will be pork chop day tomorrow. All the fixings with a drink, eight ninety five. Lots of stuff going on. We're going to have preseason football this week and then uh, less than a month away from college coming, and you can catch it all at 4th Street Bar and grill kelly sander joins us now and kelly um I, I don't know what you've got out there at cane break i don't know if you wanted to run through anything but but what more can you say about will hall approaching this thing he brought it up in the first segment about he, he's looked at his players and said i'm sorry that you got a got a ring or a participation trophy for one in fourth place in a baseball tournament but i am right now not only uh, committed to making you a better football player. I'm outgoing and recruiting people just as good as you to push you to be better football players. And uh, just that approach, I think, is a refreshing sound in my ears. Now, before you answer that, Kelly, don't get so excited out there at Cane Break. You go start tackling the domestic help, okay? Because that could cause you legal problems. Oh no! Well, no. Ernesto's taking his siesta right now. Anyway, he takes okay. break. I'm no, glad no, to no, uh, maybe go down. Wants- maybe go down to the clubhouse with the boys, Kelly, and yeah, that's uh, right. have a drink. Well, let me first of all say, Will Hall has, you talk about the Energizer Bunny. This guy has been all over the place the past two weeks. In fact, he has been so so available to media and all kinds of media, print, electronic, that Kevin Hart and Samuel L. Jackson are oh, upset God. that he's getting more coverage than they are. Oh, you know, God. which you, you can't hardly turn on the TV without, <laughs> you know, without finding those guys. Uh, on TV, so the fact that Will Hall is getting more pub- publicity than them, but you know they just got Houston, you know a big uh, big event in Houston where most all the Southern Miss coaches and the alumni association director were there, you know to promote Southern Miss. So the word is definitely. How about out. that lineup, Sander? That picture on yeah. Twitter, they were on the tarmac, I guess, getting flown back, but it was, it was Joy Lee, Scott Berry, Jay Ladner, Jeremy McLean, Will Hall. I mean they. Everybody was in Houston. Well, I was I was going to go with them, but I put I put it, the weight limit over, so I had to, <laughs> I had to get That's off. It's a small plane, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Real, real small. Um, so I did I did put them over weight wise, but but I think in just the short time that Will Hall has been here, and again, I don't mean any disrespect to to any of the his predecessors in the last three or four years. But I think Will Hall has done more interviews with the media in about a three-month period than his predecessors did in over two or three years. That's for sure. That's for. Am sure. I exaggerating? No, guys? that's that's exactly right. You're exactly right. And I, and I think that's just part of part of the uh, 
you know, the transparent uh, approach that they're taking. And I talked to one of the assistant coaches this morning and said, you know, we're practicing Friday morning at 8.30. Are you coming? And I said, like, this, this Friday? I said, yeah. I mean, we're just going to be in, in helmets. You know, it's not going to be, you know, a lot of hard hitting and stuff like that. But we'd love, you to, love for you to come if you want to. Now, when has that ever happened? You know, oh, the, the, yeah. now they've if, invited. They we told you during the members. commercial break, it, if if you're going to behave yourself, you can wear super uh, super tall Eagle Hour gear. If not, wear a, a T-shirt with a Claren Ledger on it and just be yourself, and everything should work <laughs> out okay. Well, I think it's I think it's just it's just a very refreshing uh, change, and if it doesn't, if it hasn't energized the fan base already, and it, I think it has by the the fact that the number of the numbers continue to climb of people who are buying season tickets for the first time, and and at a uh, at a pivotal time. So, you know, here's, here's to a good season, and we're approaching. Once we get inside that 30-day mark, and I think we're, what, about 31 days today? Um, it's, it's on like Donkey Kong, like they used to say. But in other news around the conference, a report out this morning talked about the winners and losers in the transfer portal among schools in Conference USA, getting players from, from uh, other teams. Charlotte by this study, was deemed as the most successful team in snagging players in the, in the transfer portal, followed by Western Kentucky, then Texas San Antonio, then Southern Miss. But Marshall was deemed to be the big loser in the transfer portal. Now, a lot of that, in, in all fairness, was the fact that Doc Holliday did not get his contract renewed, and that caused some, some really hard feelings for football players who had, a, had by far a winning record under Doc Holliday, but so there's obviously a little turmoil there uh, that can underline that story. But Marshall was determined to be the biggest loser, followed by Old Dominion. Of course, we'll all see how that, how that plays out. Congratulations to UTEP trackster Emmanuel Karori. He won the 800-meter gold medal at the Olympics in Tokyo. So Conference USA has a gold medal at the, uh, awesome. at the Olympics, again, in the 800-meter. It was the first... UTEP minor since 1984 to win a medal at the Olympics. So con- congratulations to him. From the NFL, the New Orleans Saints have re-signed their linebacker, Quan Alexander. He was a free agent, but has just inked a one-year, $3 million deal. I guess he figured getting something for this season rather than nothing. Uh, and $3 million is a is a pretty nice little deal. So he's headed back to the Saints. And AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco says that uh, contrary to what you might hear, the AAC seems united and strong, and he doesn't anticipate any of the teams leaving, although UCF and Cincinnati always seem to be the subject of discussions when it's either moving to the Big 12, if that happens, or you know wherever conference realignment might wind up, that UCF and Cincinnati appear to be the most attractive. But according to the AAC, they're all staying put. Let me throw this at you boys. I read an article this morning. Of course, articles are what they are. Sports writers have opinions that the two replacements for the Big 12 could very well be Lafayette and Louisiana Tech. No. No. I, I saw that same report, Bob. No. Um, I, I can't – I mean, I can't comment at one, on, on it one way or the other. I, I just – I don't know what necessarily – and, again, no disrespect – 
because you got one Conference USA rep there and one from the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. But I just don't I don't know what in particular those two schools uh, would would add to the Big Twelve. From a facility be, standpoint, Lafayette would be better, I think, than Louisiana Tech. But uh, that that, saw, that was a surprising article, I thought. I saw Brett McMurphy comment about that, who's one of the best insiders with Stadium, and he was kind of listing those reports with, uh, quote, reports with the Florida State-Clemson officials contacting the SEC. Florida State already came out today and said there has been zero communication. And I, I get the fact that that could be covering something, but Florida State and Clemson both have, I think, uh, contracts with the ACC until 2035, so they're going to have to pay like $5 jillion to get out of that. So I kind of took that Lafayette and Louisiana Tech talk as just kind of another rumor that's spreading out there, but we'll wait and, and, and see. Is, I just I find that really hard to believe. If if you're going to take La Tech and Louisiana, and you're not going to take Cincinnati, Memphis, or Houston, uh, something's. I, I need to drink whatever somebody's drinking to get them in that league. And the other, the, see, the, this is the biggest danger of social media: is you can make a fake account, you can literally put anything out there you want to. There's no accountability, no responsibility. You can put whatever lies, and I'm not saying this is a lie necessarily, but I'm just saying, you know, people say that they've been contacted, and then the school says, no, we haven't. I mean, it seems to me like public relations department for schools are having to spend more time denying rumors. Um, and, and because of social media, people can literally say whatever they want. And it's, it's, it's very dangerous. Oh, and again, Bob, you and I come from an old day where, where if you didn't have three independent sources that <laughs> said it was so. Those days are gone, aren't they, Kelly? But they are. They are. But you remember, well, I think we've got this good story. Well, who's confirmed it? Well, I've got one right. confirmation. And boss man would say, nope, not until we get two more That's right. ind- independent mm-hmm. sources. We're not running it. Well, we're so old, though, that to be a quote-unquote journalist, you had to work for a legitimate news organization. Now everybody... That has a podcast or you know access to the internet or journalist Kelly. So uh, if, if you have a, t- a smartphone, you're a journalist. Correct. That's right. You're right. We'll be back. segment on this Wednesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg. The website dbathattiesburg.com. D1 Training on the right, DBAT on the left. Let them help you get your game on baseball, softball training, and so much more. DBAT and D1 Monday through Friday, 12 noon to 9 p.m. Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sunday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. On Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, the phone number is 601-438-3228. DBAT, 
Hattiesburg Baseball and Softball Academies, a cut above the rest. We appreciate their support of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel Kelly Sander joining us uh, on the phone. And, yeah, and uh, Sander, just looking. Of, well, Luke, Go I ahead. was just going to just going to add one more thing that the the Mississippi High School Activities Association now uh, is is saying that they may be having a statement in the next uh, week or so uh, regarding the schedule of high school football games. Yep. Yeah, with with uh, the with the state of Mississippi now reporting another record of. Um, of this new Delta variant with COVID, um, you, you would have to think that, that they would not say they're going to make an announcement if it wasn't a, a bad thing. You know what I mean? It, meaning, meaning that the high school football season would likely be affected somehow. You have to wonder that because some schools like in Lamar County have gone virtual and the MHSAA rules are that if a school goes 100% virtual, all extracurricular activities have to stop. And and as this as the as COVID continues to spread, and more and more schools look to going back to virtual situations, that's going to be more and more football teams that would not be able to practice. So we'll, we'll be we'll be watching and very closely as to what the MHSAA has to say about this. But they kind of put a they put out a precursor last week saying. Look for some news. Uh, we thought this was over, Center. We did, we did, and and and. But again, they, they might come out and say all systems go, but logic would dictate that they would not say look for an announcement if it wasn't something that was going to alter the season. Are they going to school in Jones County, Luke? Yes, they are. Um, teachers are already back. I think students start tomorrow. But I heard yesterday, and I was—that's what I was doing. I was googling it to make sure that it was uh, correct. But I heard yesterday Jones County is going to basically make their students mask up. I saw a lot of rants on Facebook, so I'd assume that's that's the case. But yeah, I think Monday it wasn't going to happen. Then yesterday it, it did happen. That's because I think last week the Mississippi Association of Educators basically said you need need to mask mandate it, and the reason for it is. Delta variant. Say there's there's uh, ten people in a room. The way they've they've explained it to me is with with the old COVID, the original strain of COVID, you would infect probably two and a half people yourself if you were around people and didn't know it. Delta variant is four times uh, more contagious, so you could infect possibly up to eight people, and it's much more contagious on the front end. So you're you know you were giving it to people and, and not even realizing it. So. I, you know, I, I, it, it's a split. It, it's a. I, I get it. I get the rub on both sides. I get people want to get back to life, but what you're dealing with is about four times more contagious. I agree. Than you're right. Dealt with last you're year. exactly right. You're exactly. And, right. and so, you, so you would think again that that any announcement that might be forthcoming would not necessarily be good news. No. Right. Um, Sometimes the truth just bites, and you have to accept it. And uh, I, I agree with Luke. I, I see that on social media every night. All the ranting and raving and carrying on about it. I mean, get over it and just do what you have well, what to do. What they're trying to do is, I think, in Jones County, and, and a listener texted me and made this point too, and I think it's exactly right. Trying to prevent what happened because it, what Kelly, it happened in Lamar County in the first uh, couple days of school, right? And so you you don't want everybody kind of walling around with that right. air in, in classrooms. Right. And I get the fact that masks don't prevent everything, but that's I think what they're trying to do here in Jones County is to prevent what we saw in Lamar County. I in the think that's and, right. and, and to be more specific, Lamar County only implemented that originally for a two-week period. 
right. okay, mm. was, was going virtual. And then they'll reassess the numbers because obviously I think everybody agrees that in you know face-to-face learning is the best way to go. So Lamar County has not made this you know a permanent fixture again. It's just for a two-week period. Then they're going to see if numbers come back down. But but uh, it does, they're certainly certainly not trending that way. Uh-oh. So so you might. Well, on a brighter too. note, Kelly, have you checked your Facebook page in the last twenty-four hours? No, I did send you an article that I, I want you to be sure you check. I thought I thought of you the minute I saw it, and I think it's something you're really going to enjoy reading. Oh, wait a minute! I did see that. <laughs> Sending me pictures of Tom, <laughs> and he looks in the mirror, Luke, and what does he see? A goat. <laughs> I wouldn't even say the man's last wow. name. You know. Although uh, you boys right. love him, you know that you admire him. You what love what him. I love about this, Sander, what I love about this is, is that the the Washington football team will never be of of relevance. So Bob has decided that he will live no. the life that Bob. he wished the Washington football team fits could magic. Be. He'll baby. live it through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fits magic. That's that's, that's what the I find. Word you he need is to a get in your he head. is a secret Tom Brady oh. uh, and, admirer. Well, and, and, that's Bob and, Getty. And, and real quick, Morgan Domain, who's from the Hattiesburg area, she's the cheerleader for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and she got her Super Bowl championship ring the other day, so yeah. good for her. Fitz Magic, boys, just remember that word. It's going to ring in your ears come February. We'll be back tomorrow at 1. Kelly's in for me. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.